Hi everyone and welcome to the Understand the Bible podcast. This is a sermon that was preached as part of our church's live stream and the theme is how to find joy and uh, it's uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 7 to chapter 12 verse 8. You might like to have that passage open in front of you either in a Bible or on your device uh, just so that you can refer to it as you go through. But before we get going, I'd just like to take a moment to tell you about something that I've been doing on the Understand the Bible website over the past couple of weeks. I've started writing a new series all about Get to Know God, where we're thinking about all of the different kind of attributes of God, that he's infinitely powerful, that he's everlasting, that he's present everywhere, uh, all of those kind of things, and just helping us to understand who God is, get to know him better. If that's something that would interest you, do have a look at the understandthebible.uk website. That's understandthebible.uk. Thanks very much for listening to me. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and do uh, really appreciate it if you could either leave me a rating or a review if you can in your podcast provider as it just helps out with getting the podcast more, uh, more visible. Thanks so much. Now on with the sermon. Good morning everyone and we're going to be looking at that passage from Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 11 and 12. And I'm going to start out with a question which is what do you think living life to the full looks like? What do you think uh, living life to the full looks like? Because some people, lots of people have got different ideas about this. For example the humanists in the UK, if you look at the humanists website They've got um, on their page, they've got a video about humanism, which says the time to be happy is now. And what they say is just forget about, um, you know, the big picture, forget about God, forget about, you know, um, anything really other than the things that make you happy in the here and now and devote yourself to that, whether that be work or whether that be or whether that be. Um, you know, sort of projects or your family or whatever, just do the things that make you happy in the here and now. They say the time to be happy is now. That's the humanist message. And sometimes people think that the Christian message is quite a different message and saying that the Christian message is actually trying, rather than to give us joy and happiness, is actually trying to suck the joy and happiness out of life. I know sometimes Christians have um, given this impression that really the Christian life is all about following rules and it's not at all about joy. And that's something which we're going to be thinking about as we go through uh, Ecclesiastes. I think Ecclesiastes has a lot to say to us about joy, in fact, and I hope that we've seen that as we go through. We're coming to the end of Ecclesiastes in this um, in this sermon today. This is uh, the penultimate session. We've just got one more, uh, which we'll have next week. So let's uh, let's go through. This is um, Ecclesiastes chapter eleven, uh, from verse seven. And it starts out by saying, light is sweet and it pleases the eyes to see the sun. So light is is sweet. I think here it's kind of like a metaphor for life, saying that life is is sweet and it's like the sun. It's it's a good thing uh, is life. And it says, uh, however many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all. So life is there to be enjoyed. However many years that you live, it's not about the number, but it's about enjoying, spending that time enjoying uh, the time that, that God gives us. 
and it says that let them remember the days of darkness for there will be many everything to come is is meaningless so saying don't try and and kind of hedge your bets if you like when it comes to, to to what's going to happen in the future none of us really know what's going to happen in the future that actually you know, there will be days of darkness but we might as well remember um, uh, and be happy and, and joyful um, uh, while we while we are uh, while we're living and it goes on in verses 9 and 10 you who are young be happy while you are young and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth as we will see i think as we go through the rest of this passage youth is a a, a relative thing or it can be a relative thing you know it's more about your your state of mind rather than actually how how old you are and it's about <clears throat> enjoying let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth you know that joy is something that we are to uh, that that we are to have uh, as we as we live and as we um, as we serve God and and this is this is what it goes on to say uh, know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment now why does why does the teacher start talking about judgment here and one of the things which I I was reading suggested that this is actually um, makes sense looking at Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight verse 47 which says uh, because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly in time of prosperity therefore in hunger and thirst in nakedness and dire poverty you will serve the enemies the Lord sends against you so serving God is supposed to be done with joy gladness and gratitude and that God um, in Deuteronomy, God talks about judging people for not serving him with joy and with gratitude. And um, I think this is what's going on when it comes to Ecclesiastes, saying that our joy and our uh, the way that we live is actually a, a response to God. And that, you know, God is concerned with our joy and, and with our happiness. God is concerned with those things. And actually, even more than that, it's actually a sinful thing not to not to be joyful, not to be grateful to God for the things that he gives us. You know, we need to have a right attitude to our lives. We need to have a right attitude to the good things that God gives if we are to live rightly in God's world. And that's a really important thing. I don't know if that's something that you've ever spent much time thinking about. And for, you know, I certainly don't think we as Christians spend very much time talking about it, about living joyfully and about you know, living in, in the way that God, God wants us to with joy and with, with gratitude. But, um, but then the, the, the teacher goes on in verse 10. So then banish aside from your heart and cast off the troubles of your body for youth and vigour are meaningless. So again, I think we get this idea that youth and vigour, that, that's not really the important thing here. That's not what brings joy. Actually, it's just saying, you know, not, not being anxious, um, casting off the troubles of, of the body. It's not about the youth and vigour, but there's something deeper that brings joy. There's something deeper. And he says, um, we go on to chapter 12, chapter 12, verse 1. Remember your creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come, 
So remember your creator. That is the, the key to joy. That is the key to living um, this, kind of, this kind of joyful and happy life. And I think it's a significant thing that he says, remember your creator. It doesn't say remember your God. Remember your creator. Now, the idea that God created us is one of the most significant things in, in the Bible, you know, knowing our God as our creator, because he's not just some kind of um, someone who, who rules us, a king who rules us, but he made us and he made us all lovingly individually. And he knows you know, the way that what we want he knows our desires he knows how human beings work and he wants to give us joy but in his ways you know it's when we seek him as our creator you know knowing that we are made for him knowing that we need to to seek our joy and our fulfillment in him rather than primarily in in the kind of the earthly things that that he has uh, that he has given it's a really important thing to uh, to grasp. So um, in verses uh, two to five, we have this, I think, beautiful poetic picture of, of ageing. And um, there are some lovely images in here. I like the, um, uh, there we go, when the grinders cease because they are few. You know, when you start losing your teeth and um, uh, those looking through the windows grow dim, you know, when your eyes start to start to go uh, as well. This is a picture of of ageing. And I was thinking about this and thinking, you know, if you don't remember God, if you don't remember your creator, will you still be happy and joyful? No, because in our society today, I think joy and happiness, uh, it, we're so youth obsessed, you know, that young people are, um, you know, older people, we kind of tend to, um, you know, they don't get on TV so much or, you know, we don't listen to them so much. And, you know, it's all about being younger, being cool, you know, and um, that's what our society values at the moment. Think about how many, um, you know, beauty products there are in, in boots or, the, you know, the supermarket uh, to, to, for, for people to, um, to look younger. You know, and, and that's what we value, looking younger, you know, not, not thinking about growing older, not thinking about death. And our society has become so youth obsessed. But is that is that the way that leads to joy? Is that the way? If if our joy is based on the things that we can do when we're young, then what happens when we can't do those things anymore? You know, we lose that joy. And if our if our joy and happiness is based on being um, able to, you know, to, to move, to kind of have freedom and, you know, being in good health and, and all of those things. And as we start to lose that, then we'll lose our joy. And this is why the teacher says to remember your creator in the days of your youth before times of trouble come. Because if, you're, if your joy is based on the things that you have when you're young, then you'll lose that as you get older. And what the teacher wants us to have is a kind of joy that can't be taken away, that can't be taken away as we get older, but will actually grow as we get older. So he says in verses um, six to eight in this, this final section in this, this passage, remember him before the silver cord is severed and the golden bowl is broken. 
before the pitcher is shattered at the spring and the wheel is broken at the well, and the dust returns to the ground it came from, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. I think this is just such a wonderful poetic picture of, of death, because I, I think it, it conveys something of the 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 enormity of what death is like. You know, the, the silver cord is severed, the golden bowl is, is broken, and it's I think it gives due weight. Uh, to what death is like and it's important because it does help us to consider uh, to consider death and we need to remember that as we get older then you know things will go wrong with our bodies and that you know perhaps we will lose um, some of our, our teeth or you know our eyes will grow dimmer or, or whatever it may be and then eventually we will die and if if all our hopes for our happiness and our joy are in this life, then when we die, we'll lose everything. But there is a joy which lasts beyond that. And that's the wonderful good news. And it's something um, which I think the teacher is trying to help us to see where our joy comes from. So let's let's take a moment to, to just to, to put the pieces of this passage together. As I've, I've hinted at a few times along the way, let's just you know, take a moment to think about it in general. I think there are two main ways in which people get it wrong when it comes to joy and to happiness. And I think one is more popular in this world and one is more popular in, in the, the Christian world, and certainly it has been through the ages. The first way is that people think that um, that this life is only about earthly pleasure and so they try to seek every means possible of getting earthly pleasure in this life including as we've seen already through Ecclesiastes doing things wrong you know doing things to get money perhaps even stepping over someone in order to get a promotion or get more money and um, just thinking that this life is only about earthly pleasure that's that's the first wrong way to think about it but the second wrong way to think about it and i think that this is more of a temptation for for christians and certainly through the ages this has been a a, a temptation is thinking that christians need to renounce all pleasure thinking that christians need to kind of be have a an ascetic lifestyle that we need to to renounce all of the pleasures of this life and instead just live um, a simple life without any of the good things that, that God gives. And I think that would also be wrong. You know, it's wrong to focus on the pleasures of this life above God, but it's also wrong to ignore the pleasures of this life and just think that we can focus on God uh, without that. I think instead what we need to do is to enjoy life with our creator at the centre to enjoy life with our creator at the centre. This is what Jesus says, John chapter 10, verse 10, very famous, uh, famously, Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. And that's something which means now we need we Christians should be living the fullest lives possible. You know, we should be leading lives which are are joyful and with gratitude to God for all of the, the good things that He gives us. You know, we should be having you know, a full life. More than people who just think life is about pleasure seeking. 
um, but uh, not kind of trying to just ignore all of the good things or that this world has which God gives us. So I'd like to suggest quickly three things to, to think about as we close. The first thing is to be grateful. One way I think that we can really put this into practice is just to be grateful for the good things that God gives us. To remember that you know, when we enjoy uh, family, friends, a good meal, you know, things on, on TV, or you know, all of the good things about this life, to be grateful to God. You know, we don't want to be like Victor Meldrew and you know, always be um, things not being good enough or always complaining about things or you know but but we need to be to be grateful and I think to be gr grateful at every stage of life helps us to, to kind of um, remember that life is a gift from God and that we should enjoy it when we're grateful. The second thing is to to kind of cultivate that joy that lasts at any age to remember that our joy is found in serving God and in accepting life and the good things as a as a gift from God rather than seeking pleasure in, in those things themselves. You know, we need, need to look to our creator, to the one who made us, to the one who gives good gifts for our joy. And the third and final thing is to have confidence in that future hope, to remember that God will one day bring us into a kingdom where we don't have to worry about um, about pain or death or growing old or any of those things but there will one day come a day when all of these things will be fulfilled and we won't have to worry have that choice um, but but actually you know we will have a joy that lasts forever because we will live forever we'll have eternal life with him through Christ Jesus and that's really good news so let's take a moment to pray as we close Heavenly Father, we pray that you would help us to have the right attitude to life and to joy, that we would be able to, to live life to the full and to be able to accept all good things as good gifts from your hand. We pray that you would grant us the joy that um, uh, beyond our physical circumstances, but the joy that comes from knowing you and the joy that comes from accepting all good things from your hand. We pray that you would be with us this day and each day help us to live this out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.